to the Midweek Podcast. It's a blessing to be here today. Uh, I am here with Brent Bullard, as usual. How are you, good sir? Oh, feeling good today. (laughs) (laughs) Look at this. Look at what? Look at this. this. (laughs) By this, I assume you mean uh, Khalil Wyatt, our our guest today. The Khalil Wyatt. The Khalil Wyatt. Oh my goodness. Khalil, thanks for being with us today and talking with us a little yeah. bit about your story and how you've kind of ended up here and what Grace Bible Church has meant to you. Thank um, you for having me. Of course, man. You serve as a worship intern here yeah. at Grace uh, with me mm-hmm. and um, thankful for you and and for all that the, the Lord has done in your life and is continuing to do uh, in and through you. Um, I wondered if you'd share just a little bit about how uh, you came to know Christ, maybe your your upbringing in the church, and yeah. uh, and then just let us know how you ended up here at, at Grace Bible Church. Okay, um, yeah. So I was I was one of those uh, believers that I, I can't really identify a point where I was just like, oh, I believe this thing. I, I grew up in a church from an infant, and so this was always something uh, that I had believed. But there have been instances in my life where. Um, the presence of God or the facts of who he is were affirmed to me where I truly realized that, you know, like this isn't something that I just believe this is what it is. Like, this is truth. This is, uh, this is how it is. You know, um, I started out in the African Methodist Episcopalian church, the AMEs, uh, which is kind of like a, a, a sect of the the Methodist. It's a little bit more Baptist than Methodist, where uh, where I where I was from. But um, very family oriented. Uh, started playing drums when I was about like three years old uh, in the wow. church. Jeez. Yeah, I wasn't very good at all. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I our um, our worship pastor, worship leader Terry Battle, uh, actually let me play uh, the drums. When I was super young, he, um, our drummer that was there before me actually went off and went to college or started working. He wasn't able to drum with us anymore. And so I just asked him one Sunday, hey, can I get up there and start drumming? And of course he said, yeah. And so for the first like two years, I just butchered every service trying to figure things out. He was <laughs> so patient with me. And so having having kind of that upbringing in music, um, him being kind of like my musical father in, in that sense, you know, encouraging me to... Uh, do band and play trombone and and other stuff and go out and uh, discover Christ outside of like the family orient of of the AME church and to always you know stay true to like my family but stay even more true first to to God first and uh, and so that kind of encouraged me to go out and. Um, I've been to a bunch of different churches from like Baptist to to Methodist to uh, I've gone to some Catholic masses and and just everything. I'm just kind of out of curiosity, you know what I'm saying? Um, And done that whole shebang. Um, And so before I came to Grace, I wasn't actually at a church. I had decided to like leave church, not because of like my faith in God, but purely my faith in the church was not there. Uh, long story short, it was just like I was doing what I was doing for the wrong reason, and God kind of revealed that to me, mm. and I was uh, kind of disappointed in myself, and so I kind of removed myself. And so um, my freshman year, playing trombone, I got in contact with uh, 
with great names like Ben Kelly and Luke Vaca, who were both trombonists in, in Wit here. Huh. Um, and so I kind of got in contact with uh, Crosspoint first, following those guys, those mm-hmm. those leaders in the trombone section who were also leaders uh, sort of here at the church and then getting in contact with Jesse Edwards and asking, you know, do you need a drummer? Can I drum for you guys? And <laughs> him being gracious enough to come and let me play. And I, and I played... Um, for for grace and and so uh my initial <laughs> my initial thought of grace was like wow this is unlike any church that I've ever been to like it's it's like not flashy or anything um and it's just not what I what I was used to and so like my plan was to leave grace and uh I was trying to think of a reason like I didn't want to just leave a church because I didn't like it. I understood that that was like the wrong decision. And so everything that I thought of that I could use as an excuse to leave, God satisfied that, you Mm -hmm. know, in my life. Oh, God, I just want a place where I can have a community with believers. Here's Crosspoint. You know, God, I want to drum more. Here's your opportunity. God, I am low on money. Uh, What should I do? I want to learn and and do other things. God supplies that. And God has kind of shown me like this is the place that I'm supposed to be at. Uh, and through that, I didn't realize that I was being sharpened. You know what I'm saying? Like, I grew up uh, always talking about growth uh, in the word and things of that that nature. But the way that I would describe, like, my time here at Grace is just a time of being sharpened in the word, mm-hmm. like a definitive knowledge of who God is, what does the word say uh, about his character, who he is, what he wants for me. Mm-hmm. Um and not just like a guessing game, basically. Like this is this is truth. This is hmm. really uh, what it is. That's yeah. awesome, man. Well, I know Khalil. You know, one of the uh, first times I met you, uh, you came to me after uh, one of the sermons, and you just had such tremendous questions. You know, that's something yeah. we always encourage people to do. If you have a question of the, uh, could be of the text of the sermon or what it is to follow Christ or anything like that, but. Uh, you know, that first conversation we had has been followed up with many where you're wanting to know the word kind of more excellently. You're, you've got a, mm-hmm. a question or an application or just sometimes, man, you just come up and give some encouragement. And yeah. uh, it's been a, a joy. I know before the services at 830, we uh, now at 830, when we're back in two services, we, we always have a time of prayer together. That's so everybody that's uh, that's serving on Sunday morning, uh, especially in, in the corporate worship component. Uh, and then open to anybody in our church to show up and, and to pray together. So it's been a joy to be able to pray with you then and to hear your heart of, of wanting to know the Lord more. Mm-hmm. You are, uh, you're a very accomplished musician. Uh, you're very gifted. You're skilled. As you said, you started out very young, uh, refining those skills. And, and I know the music department, we've got, uh, you know, the Grabowskis, uh, you know, Scott, that there's so many, uh, you know, the Legrass, there, there's just so many different gifted musician types. But I know that's a particular career that you're, uh, you know, pursuing and skill set and, and education that takes a lot of time. Yeah. And so how have you been able as a, as a young man, as a college student to be able to, to express and to walk in, uh, that, that education, that program, as well as saying, I want to, I want to know a church family. I, I, I want to know these older guys and, and I want to be a part of a larger church family. Mm-hmm. Uh, in addition to the training I'm getting at, at university. Right. So um, the life of a music major, and I, and I think <laughs> there is no music major 
uh, here at SFA or maybe on the face of the planet that would disagree that it's one of the busiest things you can mm-hmm. ever do. Your yeah. schedule is just filled with a bunch of stuff, practice times, preparation for uh, a lot of things. Um, and so I went through a time for a couple of years where that kind of consumed my life. Like, I, of course, I still went to church, mm-hmm. but music was kind of like everything, you know what I'm mm-hmm. saying? And in a way, um, I didn't like the fact that music kind of took the seat um, that God was supposed to take in my life, which mm-hmm. is like the center of of why I should be doing this. You know what I mean? And so um, coming to Grace, initially I was not looking for a family because I didn't know I needed one. Mm-hmm. I wasn't looking for necessarily mentorship because I didn't know that I needed one. Mm-hmm. Of course, I, I wanted friends, you know what I mean? Like who doesn't want friends, sure. you know? Right. Who doesn't want the right type of friends? Yeah. Um, but I was missing out on the more important elements of why we have uh, a church family, why we have mentorship, you know, and it, it's very evident that it's supposed to keep us pointed in the correct direction. Mm-hmm. The music department department is a family, uh, and that family is a good thing. It doesn't always point to the correct things, though. Mm-hmm. And I think that it's important mm-hmm. for a believer, and especially for myself, to clearly identify what a family is supposed to look like so I don't confuse normality with what God intended. Mm-hmm. So you're just dropping T-shirts and truth bombs all <laughs> over the place. I, I appreciate you I've got four this. tweets already coming out of what you just said. <laughs> uh, it's been a blessing. You know, as you have served on, on Sunday mornings, that, that oftentimes involves early mornings. Uh, I know you, uh, you've already mentioned Crosspoint you're involved with. Uh, you've helped uh, uh, with Abby to, to lead music with our students as well, the Refuge Student Ministry. Uh, so, you know, I, I know so many people older. I, I see you on Sunday mornings. Uh, you're, you might as well, you know, you're just like one of the staff leaders here. You're working the room. You're walking around. You're introducing yourself to people. Mm-hmm. Uh, and that chemistry uh, building time of hospitality, you know, we think of hospitality usually with just opening up our homes, but hospitality is also opening up our lives and our mm-hmm. time together. Uh, so your intentionality that you model as a young man, as a college student, uh, you got all the reasons in the world to not do those things. Mm, uh, mm. You know, you're busy. You mentioned it, how busy you are. Uh, you know, you're, it's easy, I think, for college students perhaps to get siloed in life, just like it is an older person or a married person to get siloed in life. But uh, your decision to try to say, you know, I want to get to know these people that I'm able to, to help, uh, help, help us lead in, in, uh, in musical worship uh, on Sunday mornings, I want to get to know these people as well. Mm-hmm. That is a beautiful thing that does transform uh, over time the life of a church. Mm-hmm. Uh, that's contagious. And- you know, I actually get those cues from you guys and the elders. Like, for example, both of you have families and responsibilities here at the church, and yet you still take time out uh, to sit down and, and talk with the congregation, with me, uh, and catch up. Um, and I take those those cues from you guys because I look up to you as kind of mm-hmm. like um, the leaders, the shepherds who are the example or trying hardest to be the example of what we as a church body should should be. And I definitely take those cues. I see you walking around and if you see someone new, you'll walk up to them, Brent, and uh, shake their hand, see how they're doing. Uh, I'll see you. You'll walk, and you're just like a social butterfly, Stephen. You'll walk up, and you're not afraid to to crack jokes and and things <laughs> like that. And since I am 
uh, being led both like directly and sort of indirectly as a member of the congregation, mm-hmm. uh, I'm inspired to do so from what the elders and what the pastors do. That's a blessing for us to hear. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think about this Sunday, and uh, Stephen, you're actually going to be bringing the word. You're preaching this Sunday, uh, and you'll be finishing off Second Peter chapter one for us. Is there any kind of taste that you can give for us in that? Yeah. So uh, Peter, kind of the beginning of that portion, beginning in verse twelve. Um, uh, 12 through 15 ish, he's, he's speaking of, um, reminding them of what they already know, these foundational truths that they already know to be true about Christ. But he's saying that, Hey, I I know that a time's coming when I'm not going to be here any longer. And I need to give you this for you to continue to remind yourself of the truth. And I'll give you a a little preview, but, (laughs) but, but one of the, one of the ways we do that is gathering for, for congregational worship. Now, one of the ways that we are continually reminded and stirred up um, in our faith and uh, is this regular rhythm of of worshiping together as a church and so um, as a as a as a point of application but also direct encouragement right now as you're hearing this and getting ready for Sunday um, it's our prayer that that this would be an opportunity for you to be stirred up um, like Peter's talking about um, it, it, we never we never mature beyond the simple truths of the gospel. Um, it's easy once we get done on Sunday, come Monday morning when the stresses of life come, it's easy for us to be tempted to forget um, what our greatest hope is and find our hope in something else. Um, so we need that constant reminder to be girded up for the rest of the week. So um, so yeah, that's that's kind of part of what we'll, what we'll be talking about and the trustworthiness of the testimony of Christ. Um, and that now as we get to know that, as we're reminded of it, we get to remind others. Uh, we get to turn to our neighbors, maybe tell them for the first time, but then continue to tell them. Uh, we get to tell our children over and over again the truths of of the gospel. So um, it should be, hopefully, a good time. Yeah, it was big truths for little hearts. And that's what uh, yeah. this Sunday uh, will be. We're still not due for another couple of weeks here. Yeah. But I'll, I'll be serving, uh, uh, having the opportunity to serve a tour of duty over in our pre-K ministry. <laughs> so it's going to be a blast. I think Jenny's got me with the three-year-olds. I'll be serving at the nine o'clock service of threes or fours, uh, or 34-year-olds, one of those three. I think, <laughs> I think it's probably three, three, uh, three-year-olds. Uh, but it's a it's a great opportunity. I love to be able to serve in there at least once a quarter. Uh, and, you know, I, I'll, I'll never forget when uh, one of the first times I sat down with Jenny, you know, our pre-K director, and asked her, what are, what are some of the goals and visions that you want to see in the life of the church? Rick Hurst is a, is a, is a man that modeled this as well, so well. But, but she had a heart to want to see men serving mm-hmm. in, our, in our pre-K ministry mm-hmm. and how important it was for, uh, you know, you think of our, our kids, if they go to school, they're, they're, you know, most teachers are women, and, and God bless women. Without women teachers as well, uh, I mean, where would we be? Yeah. But uh, to be able to have other men that would be in the rooms. And so, you know, Michael Hunt, um, I think Andy Chapman, uh, James Daly, um, various men being willing to, you know, Zach uh, Martin. There's just tons of men that rotate in. Uh, ben Di- There's just a lot of guys that have mm-hmm. served in. And, and Caleb Fruge, who we heard from not long ago, <laughs> uh, you know, he's served in there. And uh, I want to be able to model that as well, you know, to be able to take an opportunity and it's not just what I can give, but it is so encouraging, just as you said a moment ago with our text on Sunday, just to be able to remind ourselves the truth of the gospel and to say it over and over again. And we teach these kids and we see that even these little preschoolers are, are grasping some pretty serious truths that do shape their life. And that we're casting seeds that we pray 
that God would, uh, and we water seeds and we pray that God would bring a harvest. Mm-hmm. And that's a, that's a beautiful thing to be able to serve, whether it's musically gifted, uh, or whether it's taking time to be able to serve in our pre-K ministry or kids ministry, uh, lives of service through the week, trying to serve others by sharing and articulating the gospel, that God, man, Christ response uh, to others. That is a privilege to be able to, to, to partake in. Uh, so I cannot wait for this Sunday. It's going to be a great time. Khalil, I, I thank you for giving up your time, giving up your heart to our church body. Mm-hmm. And, uh, and we're excited to see what, what God does in your life and your career. And, uh, and also just as a man, as the Lord continues to, uh, to develop you and use you in so many different places, brother. So absolutely. Gr- grateful for you. Yeah, absolutely. I'm glad to be here. All right, church. We'll see you this Sunday. We're praying for you and we look forward to worshiping together. See you then.